I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. We're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And as usual, we have a special guest. But before we get started, I'm going to fix my shirt so I don't think I'm naked. <laughs> and then I'm going to go ahead and jump into our quote. So the lovely Roxanne Gay has a quote that says, love your friends, kids, even if you don't want our like children, just do it. And Donika was like, I like that one. Let's do it. So why do you like it so much, Donika? Because some people like don't, they'll say they don't like kids, you know, um, and that's fair. You know, you don't have to, but like you, you should, <laughs> you know, you should still show up in the presence of you're an adult. You are a, uh, even if, even if you're not an adult, what's it called? You're, you are a movement of growth and um, like helping the, another generation, another individual, another community. Yeah. And so it's like, regardless if you like it or not, still show up in these ways, not saying that you have to be like, babysitting and like oh yeah i'm coming to get the kid but when you are around the kid do not treat a kid like you do not like them (laughs) it's really bad you know um so that's it and i've actually i have a friend who um doesn't like kids or you know what what's funny now is i think she does like kids but she used to be vocal about not liking kids and her views had to change but it was bad like you know in a sense like her friend it's long story short like somebody around her got pregnant and then the relationship looked different because obviously if you don't like kids and i have a kid what does that mean for our friendship like what does it look like me hanging out with somebody who don't like kids when i have a child you know so but that's why i'm like that needs to be said (laughs) what you think about the quote I mean, I agree. I definitely agree. I think of treating kids as just human beings. So instead of saying, like, I don't like kids, what is the issue there? Is it something that you've experienced and things like that? But I think just treating kids as humans is key. And I feel like oftentimes people don't do that in the way that they just treat kids overall. So this is true. What about you, Carla? Um, I can understand what your friend is saying about, you know, her dislike for kids, but kind of how I see it is like when you're in front of a child, you never want to say those type of things. Um, You can word it in the sense of, hey, maybe you don't want to have kids or maybe you want only a certain amount of time that's kid friendly. You know, you want to have some adult time, you want to have some quiet time. But um, I personally, my background is mostly being around kids. Um, so it's like, you kind of have those moments of like, you want a lot of people around and, um, kids around, but then you may have times where you just want quiet and you want, you know, your own space. So I think you just gotta be able to communicate that in a way that that's respectful to the kids, you know? Yeah. I like that view. I never thought of it that way. I think that's a really good point. I never really thought of it that way. Hmm. I do have a best friend though. It's hilarious. So she was like very vocal like very, very vocal about not liking kids. She'd be like, I like other people's kids sometimes if I'm taking them to Disney. It was very specific. I'm taking them to Disneyland because I like Disneyland. Hmm. And then we finally got down to her why. Now that she sees me with my daughter, she's like, because I thought that like your life just ended and they just run everything. And I didn't want that for my life. And now that I see you, they're like, you just grab your stuff and go and your daughter be right there with you. 
now I feel like, okay, I might actually want kids now. And I actually think I kind of like kids. And so I think it's kind of getting down to also like your thoughts around why you don't like them too is important. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like what you've experienced. Like, do you have any mm-hmm. traumas based on how you've experienced maybe your family or mm-hmm. some other friends or how they experience their kids and just you, you being able to take your kids out and, you know, being able to adjust and not let it consume yes. your whole life. So I definitely agree with you. You know, you, you live in that life and still having your daughter and, you know, so I think yes. that's a good thing. Oh, you're back. Perfect. But yeah, so last thing I heard was uh, still living life and then having my daughter. Yeah, for some reason, I see that it's freezing. Is it freezing on your end, too? No, we're good now. Are we okay now? No, it's fine. Um, like, you guys are a little bit blurry, just a little. Ooh. Okay. I think it's fine. To be honest, we just had a podcast and, and their person was, we they were blurry on our side and they said that we would blur on their side. And then once it got done, it's a clear picture. Like the video recording is very clear, but it looked like that while doing it. But are we oh, freezing? Okay. That makes are sense. We freezing still? Keep going. Are we freezing though? Um, You're fine now. Okay. All right. Just let us know. Um, But okay. We're going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Our guest is Carla. Carla is a Los Angeles native who manages multiple roles as a high school educator, boot camp coach, and event host. Carla pursued her education at UC Berkeley for undergrad and Cal State Dominguez Hills, earning a teaching credential and master's of education. With experiences as a substitute teacher, she transitioned to become a full-time physical education teacher. In addition to excelling in fitness and education, Carla discovered her talent for event hosting, organizing workshops on various topics, This has established her as a vital community connector outside of her professional roles. Carla is passionate about wellness, community building, and women's empowerment, engaging with culture through music, cuisine, and events. Carla enjoys activities like dancing, sipping coffee at a local Black-owned cafe, and networking at community mixers. Carla is looking forward to hosting more events this year centered around various areas that center wellness with a focus on bridging and building up the community. So we need to have a little bit of background. So how did you even get into creating events and being so involved in the community? All right. So um, some time ago, I actually was a part of a lot of women's uh, Facebook groups and a lot of women's groups. And they were hosting a lot of events, good events, you know, events where we can connect and, and connect with each other. Um, but a lot of the events that they were hosting, I figured there were some areas that was missing that they would never uh, mm-hmm. host events centered around. Mm-hmm. So it was on me, I figured, to um, host events that, you know, were they were lacking in. And they were all, mostly all of the groups, they were welcoming of that. They were welcoming of, of me, you know, bringing in like the skills that I have and the direction that I wanted to go into as far as the events. So... I just started planning the events, start getting people that were interested in the events, kind of doing surveys to see what they like and what they didn't like, and then having the events. And then after having the event, seeing that it kind of gained like an audience. So I just kind of kept with it. Yeah, this is dope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that I've been to a few of your events. I'm not, I don't even know how we met, honestly. 
Um, I think, okay, so I was having my boot camps, and I don't know if you found out about it through Sisters of LA, or I've also, many, many years ago, I attended Romance and Dance. Oh, you know what, though? Do you know a personal trainer named, by the name of Chris? Yes, 100%. I think it might have been through him, actually. Maybe he I'm shared your boot camp or something. I'm not sure, but I know, look. Since since I've you know met you, I just know I'm like I know this person. I'm not sure how, but when you have all these different events and things, like I try my best to pop in. But yeah, I'm just saying that I've been to Carla's events and yeah, it's it's a really nice space and it's different types of people. Um, but we're gonna get into it. We're, we're <laughs> most definitely gonna get into it. Which I feel like that's that's literally the next question. How did you get into creating events and being involved in the community? Um, so when I was in uh, middle school was when I got my first summer job. So this is when I was about 14 years old. Um, they used to have these summer jobs for kids and um, they will put you at either a community center. They'll put you at a summer camp or you did something within the community. So I got started because I had a summer job and I will, you know, have summer camp or they'll have like some kind of daycare center. And I was working at um, a center called Girls Club of Los Angeles, which is in South LA. So I kind of got started through a summer job, having summer jobs throughout the years. They even had opportunities where youth could have jobs after school. So I would have like a job within the community after school. So that was like my start, having a summer job or having some kind of employment as a youth um, started off in the community, at a community center, at summer camps. It kind of gave me and exposed me to opportunities to, to work with kids, to uh, have a leadership position, to create programs. I remember when I was in high school, I was able to um, pretty much work on a project of having a youth health center. I mean, not sorry, not a health center, a health fair. And at that health fair, we had to create everything that went on so just think i think in high school some high schools still probably do it where you have like a senior project and you create something it could come to life you know or it could just be oh this is something that i will want to happen so i was able to you know gather some different um community groups and um, different groups in the community that's focused on health I was able to um, get different students to be a part of it. So they'll have different booths and areas to like show off, you know, and inform the school population of, you know, what's going on in the community or how are we going to stay healthy? How are we going to get our, our fresh fruits and vegetables? You know, I think during that time, um, this is when uh, Michelle Obama was uh, in charge of like, making sure it was healthy, nutritious options into the schools. So um, kids could write about that. So um, that was like my start. And then going back to what I said before about wanting to see um, events and groups and meetups in the community, wanting to uh, bring my visions to life, that's kind of like gave me that push to just do it because um, it's something that I was thinking about but it was one of those things where I did have this experience and I did work with certain people in the community who already had like a network or some relationships built to where me having an event or me creating something wouldn't be like, oh, nobody's going to show up. It's like, oh, I know some people or I'm a part of this organization. I'm a part of this women's group. So it was just like goes into 
the advertising, the marketing, the gathering your friends to come out to the event. So kind of like it helped me make something happen or, or make my events and bring them to life. Ah, thank you for sharing that. So I'm hearing that you host like a few different types of events. So how is how different is planning events focused on dating versus like your social events? Yes. Yeah, so I, in my head, um, I have events that's, that caters to all aspects of wellness, whether it's financial wellness, whether it's the, the relationships, the social aspect, whether it's the... Um, you know, fitness and health yes. aspect. Um, and then it's that huge aspect, I will say, as far as our generation, networking and relationship building is so important to excel in your jobs, excel in your personal relationships, just pretty much to excel in life. So as far as the events that I host that are more educational versus the ones that are dating, I think when I'm talking about the educational ones, let's give you an example, like home buying, like a home buyer's workshop. That's more of, you know, people that are either interested in buying a home, already own a home, and they want to share their story with a, a person that's interested in buying a home, or maybe even real estate uh, professionals that already are in that field and they want to continue educating. So when I'm, when I'm promoting an event like that, uh, I think my approach is more on that oh let's learn let's do this together let's let's build together it's more on that goal setting and growth aspect when i'm doing more social and i'm doing more uh dating events it's more of let's have fun let's eat mm -hmm. let's dance let's relax let's take some time to step away from the work grind let's step away from you know the goals we're still gonna have our goals we're always gonna have our goals mm -hmm. but it's opportunities to just relax you know, you don't got to judge each other as much, right? Because the world judges us all the time. Uh -huh. We have the opportunity to just, you know, drink something, eat something, be in the pool. You know, when it comes to dating, yeah, you have that serious aspect of it. But there's moments where it's like, hey, I want to get to know somebody as a friend. I want to get to know somebody as more than a friend and kind of just, it's a little bit more relaxed. You got some people that are a little bit nervous when it comes to the dating, the dating um, events. But then once they get in there, they're talking, they're like, oh, this isn't too bad. So I think people are willing to do it. It's just they got to shake the nerves and um, just kind of enjoy themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I like the fact that you can kind of differentiate <coughs> that there are some differences, but overall that you still can relax in both spaces, right? Even if it is like your fitness, financial, home buyers, all these different things, you still can relax. Uh, but there are some differences for sure. Um, okay, so what would you say are some good, easy social tips when going to such events like the ones you create? Okay, so what I would say for sure is, I think early on, people have to commit to signing up to the events, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think just to take a step further back, it's like you have to figure out what events you want to go to and you have to commit to it. And sometimes when you go to events, you may not go with the whole group. So I think you have to kind of let go of that aspect that you have to have all your friends to go to an event. Sometimes you may have to go to an event by yourself. Sometimes you may need to get that ticket and then get them to come on. And similar to the aspect of 
sometimes you need to do things by yourself, you know, uh, be willing to do that. But when you go to an event, I would say you should come in with the mindset that you're going to talk to somebody, maybe ask a few questions and kind of get out of your shell. So if you're one of those people that go to an event and just stand back and wait, you know, you may not have the most enjoyable experience. So what I would say is commit to going to an event. And then once you're there, you know, walk up to somebody, introduce yourself. You know, you don't don't feel pressure to like ask a dozen questions to them right there. Just let the conversation flow. Maybe give them a compliment. You know, mm-hmm. maybe ask them how their day was. You know, you could talk about, you know, their passions. You don't always have to talk about jobs and goals. You could talk about, mm-hmm. hey, today's a nice sunny day outside. Yes. You know, it was raining last week. How, you know, how are you liking the sun? Are you getting out? Yes. You know, saying little things like that, keeping it light. And if it goes to something deeper, you maybe can take it there, but there's no pressure. It's one of those things where what I would advise, commit to going to an event. And once you commit going to, to go into the event, going up to someone and meeting someone new. Yeah. I love that. How do you yourself manage your energy, your, yourself, your self-care and your energy being all the things that you do? So that's where I would say it takes that moment to balance. You know, you have um, moments where um, all the events that people want you to put on, you have the events you put on, and then you have the events that people want you to collaborate on or put on. You just got to know that you can't do everything at once and you have to balance. There's times in my life where my life where I'm focusing more on po- possibly education and work. And there's times where I'm focusing more on uh, self-care and fitness. But I'm little by little getting to a, a aspect where I'm doing a little bit of both. And I, th- I just think in life, it's, it's kind of hard to balance every single thing, but you'll have moments where you're able to redirect, you know, your energy, um, what space you're in. Are you in a space of let's do a lot of things or are you in a space of needing to pull back to focus on some other goals or areas? Mm-hmm. So what I do is I try to schedule. I use a paper planner. I also do use a, a planner online, but I'm really big on like having a paper planner, writing things down. Um, and if there's too much going on one week, I have to pull back, you know, I'll pull back on some areas and then there's times where I say, okay, I can plan an event. So let's jump back into it. So like sometimes people will message me and say, Hey, you know, you should plan this event. And I tell them, Hmm, let me think about it. And I look at my calendar. Then I ask them their feedback. Cause sometimes they want you to plan it and have something, but they don't want to put any input in, or they're not going to put the time and the energy. And if you know that, you know that you need to dedicate more time in that area. But if it's not something you have the capacity for or take on, I won't do it. I'm so straight to the point. Yeah, no, I love the taking, like, let me get back to you. Cause I think that sometimes yeah. we feel pressure to say something right then and there of like, yes or no, when it's like, hold on, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me get back to you, you know, uh, in X amount of time or whatever. Yeah. I like that part the best. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you this too. Um, I learned this from this, somebody online, actually on Instagram. I have a friend, he's a part of the fire movement. It's like a, um, it's like an early retirement movement. So it's very big on finances, but he has this mindset and he's from a different country. He's from a, he has this mindset where he's very direct, straight to the point. 
very respectful, but sometimes, you know, um, in the U.S., our culture is more of you can't you can't be rude, right? You don't want to be rude, but in the other other aspect, sometimes being too direct, people can see that as rude or disrespect. So, kind of what I would say is say things clearly, be direct, but try to remain respectful in a sense. So yes. you you let them know, hey, I don't think I can do that, or let me get back to you. You know, um, sometimes when people, when you tell someone, let me get back to you, they already know. They already know it's enough. <laughs> but the thing is, it might not be. It's literally more of like a, a pause for you to go look at your schedule and think of your capacity emotionally, physically, financially, whatever, right? That's really what it's mm-hmm. about. But I get what you're saying. Like some people are, oh, yeah, they're not going to do it. But it's like, no. Because yeah, how often do people consider themselves in that way? What you mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't consider themselves and saying like, let me get back to you and not being okay. And them actually taking the time to get back to you. Cause I am one of those people that are, where somebody says, I'm gonna get back to you. I'm just like, okay, I count that as like a no. You do? Yes. But then hearing Carla, how she is having the most consideration for herself in that she's like, okay, let me think about it. Let me weigh my options. If I feel like if I encountered more people like that, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, consider it. And I would even do the same thing for myself and be like, okay, let me consider other people I might want to work with too and how I'm even thinking about this. But because I'm not used to that, I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to hear back from them. And then if I do, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I think too, um, it's one of those things where once you start setting those boundaries and letting people know that you have boundaries, then they're going to respect those boundaries over time. Some people may not respect it right away because they're not used to you saying no or used to you having those boundaries. But once you make it clear and you communicate it to them, then they will have to respect it. Or it gets to the point where they're not the ones that's in your life or in the in your space as often because you've set a boundary towards them and they have to kind of they have to respect it in a sense yeah yeah that kind of goes into our next question of i want to ask a little bit about just like your mental health and how being in community in this way has impacted your mental health and how you've even seen it impact other people's mental health yeah so i would say you know being in the community hosting events and having you know roles in community spaces it brings that joy it brings that happiness it brings opportunity you know it brings access so even if you want to take it more of a, a stance of like that professional setting when you have community you have access you have network you have people on your team you have people looking after you and supporting you if you look at it more on a personal stance, think of that family friend dynamic. Like everybody needs a friend, everybody needs family. So I think it it brings joy. So if I was to like sum it up as one whole, having community brings joy, it brings opportunity. Um, and it has definitely affected my mental health in a positive light because it keeps me motivated and it keeps me, I guess in a sense, recharged. And if you're, if and I, and I always think about the people that are um, not as social, because um, even though they're not as social, they need community too, but they just need those like spurts of community, like these little bitty pockets of energy, or opportunities to just get out, and then they can retreat back to you know their safe space. But for myself, I, I personally believe that uh, community has brought me joy. 
and um, with joy, it's just, it opens up opportunities for, uh, to feel other things, you know, yeah. to feel safe, to feel welcomed, to feel I can call on someone, um, to be able to communicate, you know, um, has cre created a lot of opportunities for me. Yes. I love that. <sighs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, there's so many different pieces we can talk about here mm -hmm. and like, we probably most definitely got to do a part two, uh, just to like dissect even further to like some of these events and like, uh, and just getting like, cause I, I really love that piece too, of like the, of you talking about like good, easy tips of getting, going to these events. Cause I feel like that a lot of times is the issue where people don't have the, like skills the social skills yeah. or the confidence mm -hmm. to push themselves through that uncomfortable piece where and i find myself too where sometimes i want to do something i'm like who's gonna do it with me oh no this friend can't do it you know they have this they have that but it's like okay how can i push myself through those uncomfortable moments yeah. to go by myself and sometimes i do Sometimes I don't, but I like this piece of you saying like, sign up for the thing, right? Like, cause then at that point, that's your accountability. Um, but I really like those pieces. So I do want to make sure that we, maybe we could do another episode on, on that specifically. Um, but for this episode, at the end of our podcast, we always do takeaways, which is anything that you want to leave with our audience. Um, what would you say your takeaway would be? Um, so yeah, going back to, uh, signing up for events but what I would say also is there's like so many um, sites that you can go on I'll just name a few you got um, Eventnor you got Eventbrite you got people's personal websites you have obviously you go on Facebook um, the event section a lot of small businesses and people that are hosting events they're posting their private events on there that you can kind of follow the link and sign up but just to kind of give you a takeaway I would say um, most specifically as far as getting out in the community, supporting the community, um, I would say is to uh, look and see what organizations are around you, um, especially as black women. There's black women organizations that are run by black women. Um, black women support them, you know, continue to send black women to these events. I would say um, just patronize your local small businesses, um, reach out to them. You know, a lot of times there are some services that you can gain from them, but also there are some services and skills that you have that you can pour into them. And it could be either a job, it can be a contracted position, it can be, um, you know, an intern position. There's so many opportunities. So the takeaway I would say for everyone that's watching is to make sure that you get involved in an organization or a black owned business and for sure make sure to to seek out black women ran um businesses and and spaces so yes. yeah yes well that's it for this week's episode of black women Healing podcast and we thank you carla for joining us thank you have a good day